Welcome to the Mojo for Musicians podcast from Manny Cabo Media, where we dig deep into today's top strategies to help you take your music career to the next level with real, raw, and uplifting conversations with industry professionals that are making moves, making a difference, and making the best versions of themselves to inspire you to do the same. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Manny Cabo, and welcome to another episode of Mojo for Musicians. All right, Mojo Maniacs, welcome back to another episode of Mojo for Musicians Mojo Spotlight Series. And as always, I want to thank all of you out there who keep listening in, rating, reviewing, and above all, subscribing to the channel so I could essentially keep inspiring my beautiful ecosystem of musicians. And today's episode is certainly another great one, especially for my younger audience who are just starting out and learning to identify who they are as artists and their genres, of course. Um, And this guest, she was 16 on season 16, one of my fellow The Voice sisters who actually scored a seat on Team Kelly, which is pretty badass. And it's funny, uh, when I was on season nine of The Voice, Deborah Bird, who was my coach, was also Kelly Clarkson's coach. So that's pretty serendipitous, if anything at all. And one of the reasons why I was compelled to bring Presley on the show is because she talks about some of the hardships, you know, even prior to the show, because she's had some success. But it was the voice that actually gave her more of an identity. She was able to secure where she wanted to go. But I'll let her tell the story. Without further ado, let's bring on the incredibly talented Presley Tennant. Welcome to the show, Presley. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You know what's cool? When I found out you were working with my girls at CORE, I loved on I love it. I, I was <laughs> so elated because it's such a good crew. How was it working with them? Come on, you can lie to me. <laughs> they, <laughs> absolutely no lies over here. And they are absolutely just fantastic. I couldn't appreciate how much of like, not even how much, it's just how much hard work they put into everybody, yeah. uh, including myself and all the other artists. And there's so much that they do for everybody. And it's so amazing how open communication is and knowing that we're all on the same page together, like wanting one goal. And so it's really cool to see all these working, moving parts just to get to where we want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it takes a team, obviously. You as an artist, people don't realize how hard this is. It really is the social media, the videos, the micro content, the songwriting, the recording. I mean, it gets pretty overwhelming, but having a crew in your corner like Ann and Dawn and the crew down there, I mean, I've worked with them on multiple occasions with Jonathan Kane and the dresses and uh, uh, who else? Uh, Audra McLaughlin, who's out there. And um, we did a couple of photo shoots in the studio. It was just a great vibe in that place. So I was really happy for you because they are there. They're such a solid crew. But um, let's dive right in, respecting your time, of course. And as I alluded to earlier, you know, it's it's about the self-identity, right? You have a crew behind mm-hmm. you to, to help you, to assist you. Now, early on, you've had some success with music. And I noticed in reading about you, you've made some transitions because early on, your songs were a little edgier, you know, a little bit more rockability. And then on The Voice, without telling too much, where was that pivotal point when you're like, hmm, something is missing here. For me, I feel like it was during the entirety of The Voice because beforehand, you know, I was doing pop music and I was not super happy with it. I wasn't, I wasn't being like, oh, like I can't do this anymore. It was just more for the fact of it didn't feel like it was me. Mm. 
And so I kept writing these songs and I would go to the studio and I feel like I wasn't being heard and then I wasn't being listened to. And so I came back and I was like, I feel like I need to make some changes, but I have no idea where I want to go yet. Um, and so I went on The Voice and during that entire process, I learned so much about myself as an artist, but also as a person away from music. Right, right. And that was a big part of why I made the switch and figuring out who I was. And so when I made that switch, I kind of like, I mean, where I'm from, I'm from Norco, California, which is a very small horse town. It's called yeah. also known as Horsetown, USA. <laughs> um, and so it's like country music has always been an identity of mine. Like I have always had a love and appreciation for it. I sang it when I was younger, like before I started actually going into music. Um, and so when I made that switch, it just felt like it was so right because I was going back to my roots. I was going back to where I came right. from. Now, let me let me and stop so you right there because this is interesting, though. Uh, mm -hmm. I, and I like to ask these questions because, you know, it gives my audience who's listening, especially the younger crew, an idea. So you were putting out music, right? You were putting out pop music. And mm -hmm. I'm focusing on this because I've had this conversation at nauseum with so many artists. And I counsel them on, listen, guys. You have to come correct. You have to be true with yourself. You have to be honest with your music because let's face it, and I know you're going to agree with me, it's impossible to be someone that you're not 24 hours a day, especially when you're day in and day out performing and have to do the same songs over. If you're miserable doing it one time, that means you're going to be miserable doing it 10 times if that's how many times you perform it during the week. So just curious, what didn't you like about your music? With, was it the people you were working with? Was it the end product? Was it, uh, was it too many guitars, too little guitars? Like, just curious, what was it that actually, you know, was that that little inkling, that nudge? To, no, 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 something's not right, Pleasant. you got to change your route here. <laughs> I would say for me, it was a little mixture of everything. I mean, the people that I worked with were fantastic, okay. but I also didn't feel like it was, it was meshing it, the way it should be. Like everything was great on that end, but it just didn't feel like I was being listened to. And like, I was telling whoever it was that I was working with that I was like, Hey, like, I feel like we need to change it up. And they were like, Oh no, 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 no. we're going to do it this way. And I was mm. like, well, I'm, I'm the artist. Like, this is my song. Like everything that you do is going to be phenomenal because you're not going to let a bad product slip through or you're, you know what I mean? Like you're sure. a, like, like a producer wise. Um, and for myself, I knew I, I just kept saying, I was like, but this is my song. This is my music. Like I'm, I'm the one who has to be okay with this. Right. And they were and leaning not, you more toward a different direction. Like I was trying to understand they're leaning yeah. you more toward an edgier side of you. Right. Like an edgier side, kind of trying to make me grow up faster than I, yeah. than I wanted to be. I mean, I was 16 and I, at least at that time it was 15, 16. And sure. they were trying to make me like 18, 19, like being able to do certain things. And I was like, that's not me. Like I'm not in a rush to grow up. I have the rest yeah. of my life Good to do for that. You. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be something that I'm not when I'm cannot even drive yet at this point. <laughs> that's pretty amazing, like, right? You can sell yeah. out an arena, but you can't get behind the steering wheel. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, I get it. And so like that was a big thing for me. And I I'm not the person that's like super like scandalous in the ways of being mm. like risque on on social media and that type of thing i mean who knows maybe in a couple of years but it's still i know would not be as drastic of a change as where i am now right well it's a process like, of growth and good yeah. for you i i really have to applaud you for standing your ground because it's true you know especially the females in the industry uh it, it's very easy to to get caught up 
right? And the influences, yeah. you know, and, and the nudging, as I alluded to before, like, no, we see you as this, we see you as that. And the problem that I see is many artists, specifically females, they get so caught up in like, wait, well, maybe they're right. Maybe they start doubting themselves at this point, right? Because they're, well, they're all saying it, maybe I should entertain it. But the true self knows something doesn't feel right here. So I'm just really yeah. happy that you came to that crossroads and put your foot down because at that point, you don't want to grow up too fast. You know, it takes yeah. 10 years to make it overnight, just so you yeah. know. And I'm sure you've heard oh, yeah. this a million times. So you got to pace yourself, you know, enjoy your life, keep writing the best music that you possibly can. And of course, surround yourself with the the ecosystem of people that are going to support you as the artist. So that's amazing. And I'm sure you found the same thing on The Voice because I had nothing but great things to say. And, you know, quite frankly, I had probably about 10 to 15, 15, 16, 17 year olds and their parents in my hotel room explaining them, no, live in the moment. You guys need to yep. understand this is a journey. You know, it's not yeah. a sprint. It's a marathon. Embrace the other people that have this talent. You learn from them. You know, don't just focus on the 90 minutes. You know, as well as I do, and you got all the way to the finals, you know, so without getting too much into the voice, because I'm sure you've had this conversation as I have, it's it kind of, I wouldn't say it gets annoying, but it's like repetitive. But from the beginning of the show to the finals, where was that identity found? Where did you say, wow, yeah, this is exactly where I want to go with like, what was that serendipitous pivotal moment, whether it was with Kelly, whether it was in a room with your other peers, explain that. So for me, it was what Kelly said during, I think it was my top 24 performance mm. and I was doing nothing breaks like a heart. And I, I went into that session. If you know, like what nothing breaks like a heart yes. is by Miley Cyrus. It's like kind of more like, I love Miley. I love her raspiness. Yeah. She's kind of a rocker. She's one of us, but oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's like a kind of like a pop synth Dolly Parton sure. kind of song. Right. I, if that's the right way to put it. And, you know, like at that time I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't feel like this is going to do anything. And she ultimately told me, she was like, you have to be the one that's okay with everything. You have to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, every single day for the rest of your life and be okay with who you are. Yeah. She was like, so you might as well like, like raise your voice and say what you want. Yeah. Otherwise people aren't going to give it to you. And so, because they're not going to know, they can't read your mind. And that's great advice too. So you know, oh, she yeah. was on point with that one. So, and I was already going through like figuring out what I wanted to do next. And she, when she told me that, I really took that to heart. And I was like, okay, I need to make some changes. Mm. And so after the voice ended, I kind of didn't step away from music, but I kind of took like a little breather away trying to reassess where I want to go with it and kind of figure out how to, what's the next step, yeah. I feel like is the best way to put it. Um, and I remember I was invited out to sing at a few different like country concerts yeah. and I was pop. So obviously I couldn't have a set or anything, but they let me have like a, um, like a little side or a set on the side stage sure. and then like sing the national anthem on the main stage. Right, right. And I like sat there and I was like, this is what I want. This environment, this crowd, this feeling of music is exactly everything that I want. This is it. This is like what I'm supposed to do. And it was like that little like movie moment where like Don't the light bulb it? goes off. Like that little like, light. Exactly. It's a light yeah, bulb moment. And they're moment. like, this is the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love like. those. I really do. I love yeah. those. Oh yeah. It, it, it felt kind of like cheesy in that moment. I was like, is this, is this it? 
I think this is it. I think I figured out like who I am, what I want. And it wasn't completely at that point that I knew exactly, Mm. but it was a lot of trial and error and figuring out what sound works for me and who who I am as a, as a country artist. Cause obviously it was a little scary having to like restart everything. And of course as starting something new is always a little fearful. Um, but I think it was more, I thought that I was going to have to restart everything, but in reality I didn't because I had already, I already know how to write songs. I already know how to go to the studio. Right. I already know how to perform. I, I know the entire process of it. And now it's just figuring out new music. Right. Ultimately, um, wasn't much, I guess, of like a complete in business words brand change. Mm-hmm. It was just like figuring out how to adapt to the changes, not, mm-hmm changing completely yeah, you were just making some tweaks you know sometimes you got to put yeah. it to rest sometimes you got to make a complete you know uh 180 and sometimes you just tweak a couple of things now it's like riding a bike you already have the innate skills now it's just a matter of identifying what are you comfortable doing day in and day out. i'm just really happy yeah. that you arrived at that conclusion and you know not for nothing but perfect timing too because when you're on the show it's great because you could dabble with a couple of things you know not too much because then you don't want to confuse the audience and we all know a confused you know consumer does not buy whether you're an artist or a product they're like huh she's country but she's singing this something just doesn't mesh well because that's what people interpret it as you know, and it's yeah. a fact I've seen it so many times. So I'm just really, again, can't stress how happy I am that you found that, uh, that, that common ground, that happy place for you. So let's move on to the next question. Now, this question sometimes stuns a couple of people, you know, uh, but then again, at least you now have a more clearer path as to where you're going. So where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Like, does, does Presley want to accomplish certain things? Who do you want to work with? What accolades uh, do you feel are very, very important to you? Are there organizations? Like, what's the game plan, right? And I, how, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> No, you're good. Um, I would say for myself, 10 years down the line, mm. obviously I want to be touring and selling out my own tours and whatnot, as well as just writing I absolutely, not absolute, I absolutely love writing. (laughs) I feel like it's just so much of everything about a good song. I feel like all stems from the writing. Right. I mean, because you can have songs that are very like musically driven. But when it comes to the writing, like that needs to be like another really key component. And so that's one thing for me that I, I want to be doing really well writing let's just put it that way yeah I, um, I i couldn't agree with you i actually moved to nashville for two years because i really wanted to double i mean sometimes triple down on my songwriting because it's all about yeah. the story it's how you execute that story uh the music part is just another another component of that but i couldn't agree with you more now have you spent some time in music city I have. I am actually going out there next week, which I'm very excited yeah. for. I'm yeah. doing a few shows out there. Good. Um, at Tin Roof and Bluebird. That's exactly so where you want to be. That's exactly oh, where yeah. you want to be. You know, you <laughs> want to start collaborating. I recommend you collaborate with as many, as many artists as possible uh, just to get the different sides, you know, different viewpoints of a song. You know, because every songwriter has their own curriculum. You know, they have their own way, their own methods. And it's really interesting studying everybody because at the end of the day, you're going to bring some value to the table as well. And I've realized, you know, I was, I've, 
I've been very successful with my songs because I took that chance and I moved to Nashville, songwriting capital of the world. I can easily say that. So you're definitely going to be in good hands when you're down there. And networking is going to be huge. You know, it's a, it's oh, yeah. a big deal. And I don't have to tell you that. Obviously, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing it right. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm very excited. And every time I go out there, I just, it's so cool to be out in Nashville because everyone out there is doing, is part of like the music industry some way, somehow, whether sure. they're artists, they're just songwriters, they're producers, yeah. engineers, musicians, everyone out there is so heavily connected to one another. Right. And it's such, even though it's like a big city, kind of, it's also a very you, you like nailed small, it. You nailed it's also it. very small because everyone knows each other, which right. I think is so cool. And everyone has the same camaraderie and it's a gigantic, tiny city. I always yeah. say this. It, and you know, what's funny. Even the babysitters can wail on a Taylor guitar yeah. down there. It's, just, it's <laughs> yeah. a really humbling city, right? Isn't it? Yeah. It really oh, yeah. is. You go into any hockey tongue and I'm like, oh my, I could sit here all day and watch these guys wail. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's a shame though, because there's so much talent. I mean, there's people out there uh, that are, that have more talent in one pinky than I even do. And they will never get anywhere because, A, they don't do the work, they don't network, they don't understand where they go, they can't identify themselves. And it's unfortunate because and that's one of the reasons why, the impetus of why I've created this podcast, to at least give artists, um, not that you need it, of course, because you're well on your way to a very successful career, but there's certain things that I can do as an entertainer myself, you know, with my journeys that could at least help sidestep and come up with some solutions for those that are struggling out there, you know, and being on the voice is no tiny, tiny obstacle. You know, we had to compete what against, um, I know when I was on there, like 70,000 people. And then I did it again in Spanish on Navos. So, you know, I think I've kind of mastered the whole audition process and I want to bring that to the world, just like you want to inspire, right? With your lyrics and you want to entertain. We all have this end result desire of just, putting out some feel good music. And that just comes with doing the work, which you're doing. And and I applaud you heavily because I only see great things happening for you. So I guess this is the last question of the show. See, I told you it'd be painless, right? (laughs) But you know, even before I get into the last question, what advice can you offer the audience, especially the younger audience, the female audience, you know, to not only inspire, but empower them, you know, and, and prepare them a little bit more as to what to come if they decide to pursue what you're pursuing, which is being an entertainer? I would say one thing that is really big for me Mm. is what I also said earlier, but it's just to be your most authentic self and figure out what you, what you want and who you want to be and go for it completely. Don't try to hesitate or anything like that. And even, and try new things as well. If, if you're trying to find yourself and figure out who you are, don't be afraid to try things and give it your all because some things will stick and some things won't. But if it doesn't, then keep going on with the path that you're on because you know what? It was working beforehand and there's no need to fix it or no need to change it if it already is working. But just ultimately make yourself happy Facts. with what you do. You got to be happy. So it was a lot in like one tiny little like answer, but that <laughs> no, listen, that. But so. <laughs> I like the way you closed it because you said what? You have to be happy. At the end of the day, that's true wealth. That's true success. If you could wake up every day and be happy, 
and you know, you're successful. And some people's definition of happiness is totally different. But for me, I'm like you. I want to wake up and just be very content and proud of what I'm doing every day. I want to be able to service a larger community. I want it to be bigger than me. So, yeah. you, you know, you got a great head on your shoulders there. And I, I, I commend you on that as well. So my last question is my signature question. Like, what's your mojo? Presley, you know, like what gets you out of bed to do this every single day, to go on the gym, to go on these Zooms, to keep songwriting? And I know, I know it's because you love it, but there's got to be something else. <laughs> I would say, honestly, it's from all the joy and the people surrounding me that are, that are rooting me on that really helps me, not helps me, but just inspires me more. Because this is already something that I love doing, but to know that there are people that want to listen and see me succeed in what I do it just gives me so much more inspiration and so much more determination if that makes sense 100 percent, 100 percent. to get through everything and to work as hard as I can to get the result that I want and I don't know I I feel like that would be my mojo I love it. I love it. I mean, true words haven't been spoken. I mean, complete facts, you know, at the end of the day, I know, I know you want to be successful, but I also want to inspire people. So, you know, you got my vote on that. And, uh, is there anything else that you would like to plug? Um, I get you guys, everyone that's listening can follow all my social media, which is at Presley Tenant. So P-R-E-S-L-E-Y-T-E-N-N-A-N-T. And you can find everything on there from my newest song to my newest music video and all my shows coming up and whatnot. Well, listen, I wish you nothing but success and just keep rocking out. Keep doing you because obviously you're doing something right. And uh, tell the girls at CORE I said hello. And once again, thank you so much for being a guest on the Mojo for Musicians podcast. And send me some nice photography so I could start posting some stuff and I'll let you know when uh, this goes live. I definitely will. Thank you so much. (laughs) No, the pleasure was all mine. Have an amazing day, Presley. Thank you so much. You as well. Take care. This has been a Mojo for Musicians podcast. If you're a musician, producer, engineer, or any other industry professional wanting to share your mojo and stories of success with our listeners, or just want to share some feedback on today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. So just send us an email at info at mannycabo.com. Thanks for listening.